Welcome to the Blended Kingdom Families Podcast. We are your hosts, Scott and Vanessa Martindale, the founders of Blended Kingdom Families. Our ministry serves to equip marriages, unite families, and ignite faith so that you can flourish an abundant kingdom life. We pray that our podcast blesses you today. Hey guys, Scott and Vanessa Martindale here with Blended Kingdom Families. At BKF, we believe now is the time to change the modern day interpretation of the blended family. Absolutely, you guys. As a blended family ourselves, God laid it on our hearts to build a ministry that helps support blended families by equipping your marriage, uniting the family unit, and igniting your faith. Our mission is that you would be touched by God and experience His goodness through this ministry, that your family would have practical skills, resources, and tools to help you live that abundant blended life. Hey guys, welcome to Blended Kingdom Families. We're so excited to have you here today. We have an amazing guest with us, Pastor David Meyer from The Hills. So welcome, David. Thank you. It's so good to be here. So thank you both. Yes. It has been great having you and great to get to know you. Thanks, Scott. Excited to hear your story. Yeah, you guys, I just want to tell you a little bit about Pastor David. So he currently serves as the executive minister of the Hills Church, um, which is a multi-site, non-denominational church in Fort Worth, Texas. We've had some other pastors from David's church join us before. You've probably seen them, Chris and Stacey Hatchett and Manny and Marlene Dominguez. So we're so excited to have Pastor David. Um, David also serves on the directors, uh, on the board of directors of the Orchard Group, and that's a group that connects church planters mm-hmm. and partners to establish churches in U.S. cities, which is awesome. Yeah, we love, we want to be a church that sends and plants, and so that's just a great opportunity for us to be able to do that. That is so cool. I love that. Um, a fun fact about David, you guys, is in his youth, he was a pitcher in the College World Series for the University of Kansas and was eventually drafted by the New York Yankees. Love don't, the Yankees. Yeah, don't boo. There's some boo in this. No, I, <laughs> and then you say in, in my youth, that hurt a little bit too. It sounds like past tense, but I get it. It's true. It's true. I We, we, we like watching the yeah. Yankees too. Next to the Rangers, we like watching the Yankees too. Yeah. Um, but you spent four years there in that, that system, so that's awesome. And in 2001, you married your lovely wife, Nola. Yes, ma'am. And you now have a 12-year-old daughter, Reagan. We do. We do. Okay. Seventh grader at Indian Springs Middle School. That's awesome. Love that. Raising teenagers will be, f- it's fun. Yeah, that's, that's, <laughs> what, that's what I hear. That's it's all good time. Yes, yes. Well, it's obviously a pleasure to have you. Well, we, you. We love the Hills Church. We love what you guys do. It's it's an amazing place, and, and, and your company is, you know, the people that you're surrounding yourself with is yeah. amazing. Uh, but we want to learn more about you and your story. So just tell us about your family, what you guys do, uh, things you enjoy, maybe a little bit more about the Hills, uh, anything you want to share with the audience about yourself. Hobbies, whatever. Yeah, all that fun stuff. All so fun if, you, stuff. if you follow me on Instagram, you know that I love to uh, I love to smoke meat. So I've got a big smoker in the back and <laughs> brisket and all of those things. So f- so fully Texan, I, I confess. Yeah. But uh, my wife and I, we will have been married uh, 20 years in May. Wow. And uh, so Nola, um, more than anybody on the face of the earth, is, uh, has taught me about Jesus. And, mm-hmm. uh, and my relationship really uh, with Jesus took off um, late in life because early on, it was always attractive to have fire insurance. You know, I didn't want to go to hell, uh, but I also didn't want, I didn't want a Lord. You know, I wanted yeah. to be able to kind of do it myself yeah. and do it the way that I wanted to do it. Yeah. And, uh, and really just kind of found out that I wasn't very good at that. Mm. And, uh, and so through my relationship with her, and quite honestly, through my relationship at the Hills, I was, mm. a, 
I was a seeker at the Hills and then ultimately a member at the Hills before I was ever a mm. minister. Wow. And, uh, and so uh, where NOLA, you know, is the, is the primary, mm. I would say secondary would be our, our senior teaching minister, Rick Atchley, and just yeah. things that I've, that I've learned from him. And then, of course, being a parent uh, has been a thrill. And our mm. daughter is 12. And, and so just, um, you know, one of the things as a parent is, is when you really kind of start to learn how selfish you are. Mm. Mm. And so it's just been, uh, it's been an honor and a joy to be Reagan's dad, uh, but still a lot of learning that, that needs to go on there. Uh, yeah. But man, I'm in, I'm in for the ride and, and excited. So. It's awesome. I love it. Um, and I know you grew up in a blended family. Um, and so can you tell us a little bit about that experience, kind of what yeah. your story is there? Yeah, absolutely. So my, my, my parents, um, got pregnant uh, while my mom was still a senior in high school. Mm. And so not ideal by any stretch. And out of that, that's really why they got married. Mm. And so by the time I was two, uh, they were already divorced. And uh, very quickly after that, my biological father had remarried uh, and had four uh, kids. And so I had four half siblings growing up, but I never, I never lived with them. Uh, actually wasn't around a whole lot with my dad, even though we were close geographically, just the tension and things that you can imagine yeah. that kind of come along with that. Um, mom uh, remarried to somebody that uh, was an abusive alcoholic. Uh, mm-hmm. Thankfully that didn't last long. Uh, and then ultimately married the man that she's married to today, that when you hear me say dad, that's who I'm referencing. You know, technically he is my stepdad, um, but he's the man who raised me, you know, spiritually, financially, you know, all of those things. Mm -hmm. And so he's dad. And at one point in my life, uh, I actually changed my last name uh, Mm -hmm. to match his. And uh, there was a desire for an adoption to happen, but just something that, um, I was asked and, and said, I'm just not comfortable with mm-hmm. doing that because mm-hmm. my father was alive. And even though our relationship wasn't the greatest, mm-hmm. uh, you know, there was still something there that, um, you know, I, I didn't think that I needed to be adopted. Mm-hmm. And yeah. so, but you can imagine, you know, this is all going around, you know, eight, nine, 10, 11 years old. And these are things that you're kind of wrestling through and, and it's just not, mm-hmm. it's not normative. Uh, and so um, I hated that I would move somewhere and my last name would be different than my parents. That's mm-hmm. one of the reasons I wanted to change it. But also at the end of the day, um, the imprint that, uh, that my dad had on me, it just made mm-hmm. sense that I would carry his, uh, his last name as well. Yeah. And so uh, I go off to college. And so, so it's kind of an only child context, mm-hmm. right? The whole yeah. time through. I go off to college and then my parents get pregnant. So I'm not there to keep my eye on them anymore, mm-hmm. right? And so <laughs> they get pregnant. And so I've got, a, I've got a brother who's 19 years younger than me. And yeah. then three and a half years later, a, a second brother. Yeah. And so I've got, these, I've got six half siblings, four yeah. on one side, two on the other. And yet I had an only child context growing up. And so it's just kind of a, it's kind of a crazy deal. And, uh, I love my family. Uh, I love, you know, everybody that we've talked about. And now things with my father got really good at the end of life. Mm. Uh, I say end of life. I mean, it started at 16. He passed away almost six years ago, Mm. but, um, just an incredible friendship. But even beyond that, you know, there was a, there was a special relationship that was there. And, uh, and so all of that was, was good, uh, but a challenge, I guess the best way to, to kind of give a, uh, context to how good it was. At my wedding, uh, Noel and I got married uh, in Hawaii, and mm-hmm. so we were only there by ourselves. But when we came back and had our reception, uh, I had both my, my father and my dad yeah. uh, stand for me and be able to honor both of those men and just the impact they've had on my life. So awesome. messy, you know, all of those weird things, but also really good too. Yeah. 
Man, that's good. I um, Your story is so much like mine because the same situation with my mom in high school and biological father, and they divorced before I was two years old. And I've actually never met him. Um, but, you know, and then I, my stepdad is who I call dad. And we went through that whole, like, adoption thing. And I was like, no, like, I didn't, I never took his name, but that is the man that I call dad. And so I, I yeah, just, I feel feel what you're feeling and what you've gone through, so yeah. Well, and I also think people in our audience who have children who yeah. may be in those teenage years or even, you know, understand that that is a struggle too. That is a, that is a very real struggle that, uh, you know, children want normalcy and they want to be able to just kind of fit in. So what mm -hmm. you said about, I just yeah. didn't want my last name, I, you know, I, I wanted to be able to identify. Yeah. And so um, I guess one understanding that that's a child's struggle and a child, uh, children do struggle in that area, but two, just respecting their wishes too. Yeah. Maybe having that conversation of, you know, you know, is everything okay or is there anything you'd like to change? So I love that you, one, honored both people yeah. and, and two, that you made that decision yourself. Yeah, and, and the cool thing too, just to give credit to both of those men, you know, my, my dad, so my stepdad, he didn't have any biological children. Mm -hmm. So this idea of adoption, you yeah. know, was something that I know, you know, I, I can't imagine his heart and wanting that. Uh, but then also with my father, my biological father going, hey, I'm gonna change my last name. You know, mm -hmm. and both of those men were just very, um, just very considerate and gracious in that. Yeah. And, and so to your point, as, as a blended family, as you think about these things, um, yes, there's things that are near and dear to you and what you want, but also just the identity of, of mm -hmm. this child that you love and what yeah. ultimately uh, is best and through their wishes. Uh, I think that's one of the greatest ways that you support them. Yeah. Absolutely. And I think allowing them to have a voice too. Yeah. You know, it's, it's, it's huge. Mm -hmm. One of the strongest uh, messages that I, that I think this time together is going to bring. And as we tie the, the church to your story, to God, to blended families, all those things is talking about how, you know, beauty can be created from, you know, what may have been a really bad situation. Yeah. Um, Cause I know there are a lot of families out there that are in that fire. Yeah. I mean, they are literally in the middle of the furnace going, this can't get any worse. Yeah. Um, and, they, and they hear stories, and I think it's important that they do yeah. hear stories about what can happen, what, you know, if this path is followed, this is what it can be. Yeah. So I just want you to talk to, you know, understanding your past, but what has God done to glorify that? And, and how are you using your experiences, your life experience mm -hmm. to, um, you know, show God's love to other people. Yeah, yeah. Scott, I would say that one of the greatest joys that I have in life is being able to introduce somebody to Jesus. Yeah. Uh, you know, I, I would tell you if I'm going to use churchy language, mm. I've got a I've got a spiritual gift of evangelism. Mm. So that's not about me. That's what God chose mm. to give me. Mm -hmm. And uh, and so in doing that, um, I just remember wh whether it's you know not in a in a reconciled relationship with God mm. or whether it's not in reconciled relationships with people, uh, he always wants more for us and he, he wants joy. He wants the beauty to come out of mm -hmm. the ashes. And um, you know, where you are today, your story's not done. Mm -hmm. But the greatest author ever is the one who's writing it. And mm -hmm. so how do you, in the midst of chaos, um, how do you trust him? And so sometimes you have to do that outside of your own story and by looking at other folks. And so if I could bring any encouragement to the audience today, it would just be that, uh, you know, God 
has an incredible plan for you. He makes a promise that he says that he will use all things for good. Mm -hmm. And uh, and that's, uh, you know, a little bit of a story of my life. It hadn't all been good, but where I am today, I never would have imagined. And, you know, stick with him. You can trust him, I promise. Not only is he faithful, but he doesn't change. It's impossible for him <laughs> to change. And, uh, and you can rely on him, so. No, oh, that's so good. I love that. Um, you know, one of the things, uh, Pastor Dave, that we were talking about, um, you know, backstage was, you know, having gone through, you know, your story and having, you know, gone through the blending process and uh, parents being divorced and, you know, step parents and all that. Um, you know, we talked about how our story can be the strongest witness and God's plans are always better than our own. And so I think one of the things that Scott and I set out this year was to do the Blended Kingdom Project where we interview blended families. And we've interviewed people from all over the world. And a lot of people will sign up for the project and then they go to interview and then we'll get an email that's like, well, we just don't think our story would benefit anyone and our story isn't good enough. Mm. And so, and we're like, no, like your story matters. Yeah, like absolutely. your story can change. It, it can be used to change the direct trajectory of, of, um, of generations. Like, and so, and I think, um, the enemy loves to attack people in that place, especially, um, in blended families because it's like, I messed up and mm -hmm. our story is not good enough. And, um, so, can you speak to that a little bit and how God can use anyone out of any situation? Yeah. You know, unfortunately at times there are certain, um, oh, certain brokenness, yeah. uh, even certain sin. I mean, we're gonna be honest with, with how, how we got to where we are in, in, in certain situations that just get elevated through mm -hmm. culture, through society and so forth. And, and at times, you know, the family is part of that at times. Mm -hmm. um, but the reality is, like, I, I think about my days of, of walking into the Hills Church, you know, it was about 21 years ago and, and, and knowing that, you know, my life wasn't all together, mm -hmm. right? Uh, to the blended families that are out there, when you walk into a church, um, you know, you, it may be identified in, in what your life experiences have been about or what your brokenness is, but uh, everybody in there is broken. Mm. And so, you know, we just want you to know that when you walk into a church, it's okay not to be okay. And yet Jesus loves you so much that he's not gonna, he's not gonna leave you there. And so all of us are qualified to walk in there because we need a savior, mm -hmm. right? It's yeah. not, we're not disqualified. And so just to have that, that confidence to walk in that this is a place where I can come to get help. Mm -hmm. This is a place where I can come uh, for life to be different, but also that, that everybody else that's there needs it too. Mm -hmm. and, and maybe their, maybe their journey looks different, but yet they're all in need, you know? Yeah. For we all fall short of the glory of God. You know, everybody yeah. has sinned. And, and, um, and so uh, that just helps when, when you know that and you don't think that, man, this is a place where everybody's had it together and have always had it together. Mm -hmm. No, everybody was a first timer in there. And, uh, and so hopefully it's a culture too that you're walking into that those folks realize it. But let's be honest, churches, churches hurt people because there's broken people that are there. And so I'll be the first to say, I'm sorry. You know, if the church has been in a place where, mm -hmm. where we've caused pain, we need to own that. And, and a lot of times we try to diminish it. And so, but um, don't necessarily give us another chance, but, but give the Lord another chance. And uh, I promise you, um, he has something great in store for you. Yeah, just to echo that, and I can't, I, I don't think this point could be made strong enough. Uh, Again, so much feedback that we've received and, and having grown up in a small church, it's a great church, yeah. uh, but you're right. Everybody in the church is flawed in some way. Absolutely. Um, 
and I always think it's really uh, interesting as you see people walk in the church and you see people that are dressed a certain way yeah. and they've got their, you know, the Sunday best on. Yeah. Um, but what would they look like if they dressed, you know, the way they really are? Yeah. Um, and how com more, com more comfortable would you feel that way? Yeah. Um, so, yeah, if you're if you're a family, if you're a blended family, um, the church is where it's at and 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 you are accepted and you are loved and you are welcome there. Yeah. Yeah. I and I would say it's not so much the church, but the presence of God is where it's at yeah. and where the presence of yeah. God is, is where people are drawn and will go to. Um, and the church, you know, like you were talking about, David, like, you know, the church, there are broken people there. And you hear that saying, hurt people, hurt people, healed people, yeah. healed people. Um, and I, you know, we need to be more of a church where, where people can, can come to receive healing. And, mm. and a lot of times um, we've heard from blended families, it's almost the opposite. And so like, to your point, Scott, we were talking about that earlier was that um, sometimes we want to run to um, more worldly things mm -hmm. versus um, the very thing, which is Jesus and his word, where we can receive his peace. I mean, all throughout scripture, um, it talks about the peace of God and that is who he is and where we can, we can receive that and find that in his word. So. Yeah. Yeah. And keep preaching. Oh, keep well, going. <laughs> Pass <laughs> well, the plate in a minute, right? Yeah, so, I know. I think one of the things too, I mean, we even, we even talked about this earlier. Um, I mean, the context of Jesus's family. Yeah. You know? I mean, God is his father. And yet he's got siblings and Joseph is his, I mean, that's, that's a blended family. And again, it, it's out of the brokenness of the world that Jesus needed to come. Yeah. Uh, but even out of all of that, uh, complete healing and complete restoration is possible. Mm. And so um, you, you talked about story earlier. One of my favorite stories in scripture is the, this, this dude we call a demoniac, right? He's mm -hmm. like running around scaring everybody. And, and Jesus and the disciples show up and, and there's this moment where this man's healed, mm -hmm. right? And at the end of it, it's just assumed that he's gonna go with Jesus. And like, he's putting his foot in the boat, you know, like, like they show up, they heal this dude, they're getting ready to leave. Mm -hmm. And the dude's like, I'm in, let's go. And Jesus goes, uh, yeah. you're not coming. And you know, and, and you can just think there's this moment of rejection, mm -hmm. this moment of, oh, maybe because of what my past was, mm -hmm. he's saying, I can heal, but that's it. But he doesn't just say no, he sa and then he gives them a purpose. Mm. He says, I want you to hang around, and I want you to tell people about God, and I want you to tell them how good he's been to you. Mm -hmm. yeah. And the crazy thing is, is you fast forward a couple of chapters, and Jesus comes back to that same area, the, the, the ten towns of Decapolis. And, uh, and all of a sudden, as he shows up, they're bringing people that are sick, mm -hmm. right? And he heals them, and they're like, oh... Isn't everything he does so wonderful? And it's like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Y'all just kicked him out of town a few chapters <laughs> ago. And now all of a sudden y'all are receiving him and they feed the 4,000 and all that. Yeah. What happened? Why is that different? Yeah. yeah. It's because there was one guy mm -hmm. that stayed. Yeah. And said, my past isn't going to define um, my victimhood, if you will. Yeah. Mm -hmm. uh, but it's going to define my ministry. And he goes around and he tells people about God and how good it is. And an entire region is changed. Yeah. So good. We all have that opportunity. Mm -hmm. And blendeds have that opportunity. Yeah. Well, and, and what I love in parallel to that story is, and we talk about this a lot in our ministry, is changing generational cycles. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, so many people in blended families come from blended families mm -hmm. who came from blended families. Mm -hmm. um, and that's the modeling that they're moving forward. Um, and what we want to do is break that cycle of divorce. We want to 
change behaviors and change focus. So if they're looking to Jesus, if they're looking for answers, not in the worldly, mm -hmm. but in the spiritual healing, yeah. in, in, in community with the church, in community with other believers, yeah. in community with people who understand that you can be broken and still be there That's right. and be healed and right. be in those communities. That is, the, that is not a way, it is the way yeah. mm -hmm. to start breaking cycles, yeah. to start breaking generational curses. Um, and so many of our families and, and, and so many of our people in our blended family community are in that position. Mm -hmm. They're in that position where they, they know they don't want the same things, right. um, but they just have to lean in. Or as you said, find purpose in that story. Mm -hmm. You know, I, I, we've, we've interviewed a lot of people on our podcast and it never fails. Your story touches somebody. We get it's, an email, we yeah. get a message. It's like, oh my gosh, that ministered yeah. me so much. I mean, one story, even if it's yeah. just one person, it can yeah. change generations, yeah. change generations. And there's no doubt that every story touches specifically that person. Mm -hmm. You know, it, it, it just never fails. Your story will touch people. And I would say the same thing to anybody who's listening. Your story will also touch people. Yeah. Uh, all you have to do is start pointing the right direction and, and then start telling your story. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, so I love that. Yeah. Yeah. If, if you think about it, sometimes we, when we, uh, get on the other side mm -hmm. of a difficult season. Sometimes we want to lead with um, how good things are now mm -hmm. and lead with what our shared beliefs should be now. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And somebody who's not there yet, that's intimidating. Mm -hmm. that, that's almost condemning. It's, it's not the heart behind sharing that isn't, but yet that's how it's received. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And we do a better job of building bridges with our shared brokenness mm -hmm. than we do with what these shared beliefs need to be. Mm -hmm. And so if we can take the, the tact at times that how can I help somebody feel like they belong mm -hmm. before we start to dive into what is it they believe. Mm -hmm. and, yeah. and that just builds that camaraderie. Yeah. And that's good. Yeah. Well, you know, David, we always, one of the questions um, that we like to always ask is like, well, first, do you have, is there any encouragement, like specifically yeah. anything on your heart that like, if you had a blended family sitting in front of you right now, like what you would want to say to them or encourage them with? Yeah, I think I would just tell you that, um, like I said earlier, God's not done. And, uh, and, there's, and there's beauty out of things that you really feel like at times that you should hide. Uh, but really what he wants you to do is bring that to the forefront. He's going to put people in front of you. Uh, that have a similar story to what your journey has been. And usually you're going to be a little bit ahead of them. And then at times where you're really struggling and you're just not sure if you can take that next step, he's also going to put somebody in your life that has taken that next step. And so, you know, it, it sounds trite sometimes to say, hey, you know, just, just fully rely on God. And we make bracelets that say frog on it, and you know, for how that all, all that works out. But um, you can trust him. Uh, I've, I've, I'm 49 years of examples of that. And, and I, I promise you that, it, that it's true for you as well. And as you are more generous with the things that you think need to be hidden most, sometimes that's the clearest way to be able to experience that and, uh, and live that out. So uh, trust them and be bold in sharing your story. Hey friends, we hope that this episode is blessing your socks off right now. And we just wanna take an opportunity to talk about partnering together. If Blended Kingdom Families has touched your marriage and touched your blended family in some way, we'd love to partner with you. 
At Blended Kingdom Families, we're trying to reach as many blended families as possible, and we can do more with your support. So please take an opportunity to visit blendedkingdomfamilies.com and click partner. Hope you enjoy the rest of the episode. Dave, the last question we always ask is, um, you know, what is a blended kingdom family to you? A blended kingdom family to me is, um, man, it's, it's, a, it's grace personified. Mm. Uh, it, it's this opportunity uh, to really be able to see that in the midst of all the stuff that we see around us from a brokenness standpoint, uh, that, that Jesus' grace is greater than all of that. Mm. Wow. Uh, there's not anything that anybody has ever done that is more powerful than what Jesus did on the mm. cross. Amen. And and we just we just lose sight of that. And and, and sometimes sometimes if you want to know how important and valuable love is to God, mm. look at the brokenness of the world. I mean, the only reason that He allows all of this to go on is so that we can have a choice to be able to choose Him, and yet some choose not to. Mm -hmm. And that's where this brokenness comes from. But then when you see even out of that, where people turn back to him, uh, it really is, I mean, you know, it really is, it's heaven on earth. And that we've, we've, we've been given the end of the story and the end of the story is uh, phenomenal. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I mean, it is, it is reconciliation of families, of nations, of, of everybody to him. Mm -hmm. and, uh, and Jesus teaches us to pray you know, on earth as it is in heaven. Mm -hmm. And so there's just, you know, a, a, a blended family uh, has the opportunity to be able to demonstrate that to people in a yeah. way that yeah. um, I think draws other people in as well. And so that's why I want to be generous with my story. Yeah. You know, I'm not trying to shame anybody, mm -hmm. uh, but I am saying, but this is the reality. Yeah. And, uh, but yet this is where he can take you. And, you know, if, if there was somebody that was watching today that knew me 20 years ago and heard some of the things <laughs> that you said, and they'd be like, no way that yeah. dude's there. <laughs> hey, I promise you, I am more surprised than you yeah. are. But that's the, that's the beauty of God and what he does. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Of God. Mm -hmm. Well, David, tell everybody where they can find you, uh, whether that's, uh, the hills or your Instagram or things yeah. that they can connect with you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, you know, I'm at the Hills Church, um, just a, a church that, again, it's okay not to be okay. And uh, we're meeting on, on Sundays in person and online right now. And, uh, mm. you know, my, my Twitter and Instagram is the number one, uh, one more for Jesus uh, that's in mm -hmm. there. And uh, if you want to uh, compare how, how, to, how to smoke a brisket and have a, have a, have a cook-off, <laughs> I'm ready. I'm your man. But, Do you uh, give elementary lessons sure. in smoking? Because <laughs> I, have, so. I have no skill in No that skill area. at all? No, I mean, all right. All right. Here's I mean, what zero. we do. We'll, we'll let you taste first. We'll get you motivated. I, I, I right? already like you know it. You already <laughs> like it. Yeah, I already like it. Yeah, absolutely. So we'd love to do that. Well, guys, awesome. thanks so much for being with us. And David, thanks so much for sharing your story, your love for Jesus, and uh, just so many great nuggets of information. Just such a pleasure to have you here. Thanks yes, for the thank opportunity. You so much. Thank, thank you, David. Hope you guys have a great day. Love you guys. Take care. Be blessed in all that you do. BKF community, we want to hear from you guys. If you would take the time to leave us a review and you can find us on all social media platforms. Our podcast is like on every podcast platform and you can visit us at our website at www.blendedkingdomfamilies.com. Yeah, guys, we're trying to reach every blended family all over the world and we can't do this without your partnership. So please take a minute, like, share, comment, review, tell your friends. Tell them they can all go to blendedkingdomfamilies.com for great resources.